Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Hootin' and Hollerin'. I'm Matt Mitchell. Before we jump into this episode, which is episode number four, I want to stop and thank y'all for last week. The, the, the kickoff week for Hootin' and Hollerin' was incredible. Uh, we uh, launched on Monday, and by Wednesday, Hootin' and Hollerin' had cracked into the top 200 comedy podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which is insane. That's uh, that's a goal that I hadn't even set because it just seemed like it impossible, but it happened. You know, it happened for one day. We fell back out of the top 200 the very next day, but for that one moment, we were there. And what a moment that was. So I can't thank y'all enough for just kicking this thing off, that, you know, showing up in that big way right there opening week. It was amazing. Can't thank y'all enough. It was so incredible. Uh, and that was comedy, but that's all the comedy podcasts. Y'all, that's, that's, I'm not talking about like comedy interviews or, you know, comedy interviews by an overweight, bald Alabamian. I mean, I got to feel like we're top five there, but that's not a category on Apple, Apple podcasts, but comedy, all of them. That was incredible. So again, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. If you haven't done so already, uh, you listen to us on Apple podcasts, go in there Rate the podcast, you know? I'm not going to tell you to give it five stars uh, because I think maybe it just goes to four stars. I'm not really sure, you know? But, you know, rate it fairly. Rate it what you think is appropriate. But, but go in there and, and show the podcast some love if you're liking what we're doing. If you're not liking what we're doing, you know, maybe just wait a little bit. And maybe we'll change your mind. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. This episode might do it for you, though. Got a phone one here. Comedian Ed Wiley is joining me today. He's a hilarious comedian, Christian comedian, clean comedian. Um, He is a talented impressionist. He is a homeschool father of six and a goat farmer. Y'all, that's a heck of a resume. I feel like we got four guests in one right here. Uh, You can find him uh, on the internet, edwileycomedy.com. You can also follow him on Twitter. At, at Ed Wiley. He's also on Instagram. Uh, Ed Wiley Comedy. You can find him on Facebook. And right now, you can find him on Hootin' and Hollering. Ed, thanks for coming on. Hey, Matt the Ostrich from Alabama. I don't know. I only know you by your Instagram handle. What is, can you give me the background on that? I, the, I just, yeah. The story of the ostrich. Yes. Do you I, have an ostrich? Do you own one? No, that would, you know what? It'd be fun, but also terrifying. I think it would be nice to just like, you know, if I said that's my ostrich, but I didn't have any of the, the I didn't have to take care of it. They seem like they could, they could hurt you. They're big birds. Have you, uh, but have the, you been attacked by one? You've been attacked. I mean, maybe some bad nightmares, maybe. Um, <laughs> it's going to come out. Well, the weird thing about the nickname is people will send me ostrich videos randomly. They'll be like, Check, is this they'll be like is this you and it'll be just like an ostrich attacking somebody uh so i've seen more than my fair share of ostrich videos just from random people sending them to me uh yeah and so, they're all violent uh, i would say 50 percent are violent it seems i mean like nobody's just sending me uh, well here's it there's two two types it's a random viral video of an ostrich doing something crazy which is at, normally seems violent or they went to the zoo and they saw the ostrich exhibit, and they snapped a picture of it, and then said, "Hey, I saw you at the zoo today," and and then they tagged me. So those are the oh, two versions I get. Neither of those is terribly positive. It's either violence or you remind me of this bird that can't fly. <laughs> yeah. 
but the story behind it in a in a nutshell is uh i kind of like got my start doing like comedy on the internet by parroting a local newspaper which was the daily mountain eagle okay um and they got upset and accused me of pirating their twitter account so to avoid any confusion i changed the eagle in their logo with um the least majestic bird that i could imagine which is an ostrich and um and then people were calling me the ostrich and so then it switched from the demon eagle to just the ostrich and then it was more about like you know i'm not going to do just like satirical news anymore it's just going to be just random comedy. So then it was Matt, the ostrich Mitchell kind of kept it as a nickname, which kind of helps. Cause there's like, there's another Matt Mitchell doing comedy. Um, and there's, there's like a, a good, a dozen Matt Mitchells. With no flightless birds associated with any of them. Nope. So I got that on them. Um, so that helps a little bit. Take that other Matt Mitchells. I don't know. All the other birds are theirs. I've, I've done them a favor by taking the worst one so they can, they can pick the rest. <laughs> dodo hey, buzzard whatever it's all theirs were you doing is that what led you to full-time uh comedic writing doing the the paper this is turning into me interviewing you this is <laughs> I, which I'm happy. well there's, that's the beautiful thing it, about this this is episode four and there's no format for this i love and it i want to people I, are listening it's fine people want to know like is that what led to you was that your entree into comedic writing full-time was that a yeah. full-time gig for you uh writing the ostrich stuff Yes. Uh, at first, no. At first, it was nothing more than just tweets. Um, and then I, for a short time, I had a website that I was writing like articles on, but it was, uh, I didn't really understand, you know, running a website. Uh, it was getting to be a little bit of a hassle. Uh, so I just kind of got rid of that. And then an opportunity came along to write a weekly satirical news article for AL.com. That's just the Birmingham News, uh, all that stuff. So uh, that was my first paying writing gig. Uh, doing that freelance for about a year and a half before the full-time job with it's a southern thing came along oh sweet man and what what uh presidential administration was that in oh the start of the i mean it was it i like was, to give a range i don't want to like pin you down on a year so you can make yourself seem younger or older no no it started <laughs> with uh it started with with obama but then obama. like really the um the writing freelance like getting paid for it, a lot of that was in the middle of the trump and hillary election so oh, i did okay. some stuff on that and so i had opportunity to get both sides mad at me um and that's always fun uh well then, matt we're still very upset with you you're very <laughs> you're very terrible bird you of all the birds there's a lot of birds that are really bad they've really not been very loyal to me and uh, but you're probably the worst bird the worst one he would say know. that about me. I, I'm glad were. you brought in the the Trump impersonation because that is uh, yours is spot on, and you you've gone viral several times doing. It's that. unfortunate. It's unfortunate oh. that that's happened. I <laughs> didn't. Gotta, it was if you had to pick from your like catalog of jokes and bits, that would probably not never would have. Nope. nope. I wrote I wrote a bit called "If Trump Were a Youth Pastor." In 2016, I was touring with a uh, lady named Anita Renfro, who tours churches. She's got a pretty big following around the country, and I was opening for her. And I wrote this bit when I was back home, and my buddies, like my wife and I were visiting some friends. And I was like, hey, um, do people still do lock-ins? And he was like, yeah, because our kids, we just, our church doesn't do them. 
And I was like, uh, do they still? He's like, yeah, they still do them. I was like, huh, what if Trump made lock-ins great again? And that was the end of it. And that was the end of the bit. And the Methodists were going to pay for it. And that was the, that was the tag that took it from just like a decent bit to like a, a really funny bit that right. we're going to make the Methodists pay for it. And, uh, and I actually booked some shows at Methodist uh, churches. So the Methodists actually did pay for it. Um, <laughs> but I never, man, I never would have. That's like, I mean, my whole, like w- when I do comedy, it's like, you know, if I do a, if I do an hour show, I'm doing jokes about my family. I live on a farm. I have six kids. You know, I'm talking about, I'm doing da- big family dad stuff. Uh, and I maybe have, you know, five or six minutes. So it was a little weird because people would book me. I think they would think they're, they're going to get like an hour of Trump. I'm like, dude, you don't want me to talk like that for an hour. No, that's like, <laughs> that's, that's not good. So it was, uh, it was a weird, it was a weird time. Weird time. I was like traveling the country there for a while, uh, pretty regularly covid kind of slowed all that down for everybody who does stand up in live venues i've had a few shows this year but yeah it's uh it slowed down a lot oh yeah i'm really taking the energy out of this call let's go back to talking about Austin. <laughs> well so I, did, they... <laughs> I did have a question about the 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 trumpet brushing because what's amazing to me is that i mean you're a clean comedian you do a lot of churches but then you have a trumpet brushing and those are two things that just you don't together you don't see a whole lot of uh, or at least I haven't seen a whole lot of. Uh, I think I'm the only one who wanted to ruin his career before it started. Uh, Did you have like, I mean, would you, would you, I mean, they could not have gone over well every single time. Well, I tried to do also some Bernie in there and talk about the percentages and the numbers that he likes to talk about. I'd, I'd do some Bernie and I'd wave my finger. My Bernie's not as good. I didn't practice it as much, but you know, you do, you could do the histrionics and stuff. And so I would try to do everybody. I try to pick on everybody. I had a bit like Bernie Bush, Trump, Obama. They're all talking about like their favorite Christmas songs, you know, the Bushes. Yeah. Mine's a uh, good King. Uh, wish, uh, a good, wench, uh, good King Worcestershire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all the Gen X people love that. It's, uh, I used to do that at like a company uh, meeting for my tech tech job, but uh, yeah, it, it dude, I'm going to straight up. It, it, it got harder to navigate the closer we got to the 2020 election. Yeah. Like I would have to say, I would have to, I didn't realize I was doing this at the time, but, but you like, you can make the audience a character as a comedian and mm-hmm. you give them a voice. So I would do my Trump bit where it was this dumb thing where Trump was going to pave all the dirt roads and there wouldn't be any more country music. That was the bit. Right. And Jason, Jason, and Jason Aldean, he's going to be Jason Aldean because there's not going to be more. <laughs> Florida Georgia line, they're through, you know, they're, they're done. Uh, and then you could feel it. It divided the room as soon as they heard the voice. Cause I'm, I'm in the Southeast a lot. Yeah. And you, you could, whether it's a, a corporate gig or a church or whatever, you could feel the tension in the room. And uh, so what I started doing was saying, we don't know whether he likes Trump or we need to fight him in the parking lot. Which side do you own, funny boy? And that that broke the tension and let the audience know that I knew that, you know, and and I, I've never been mean in my comedy. You know, I'm focusing on tone and tenor. You know what? You know, I mean, I'm Gen X. So I, I grew up listening to, you know, Dana Carvey, who picked on everybody. You right. know what I mean? Uh, but I have. I mean, I've seen. In, in, in front of more, uh, I guess, progressive audiences, I've had people get up and walk out when they heard the voice. Um, 
And then I've had like people at church shows go up and approach their pastor, whoever booked me and say, you know, you shouldn't have had people making fun of God's president. <laughs> I'm like, well, isn't that like every president? Right. Like uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like Carter slipped through. He didn't know. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carter. yeah, that's right. Anybody from America, this guy's just like, yeah, we're going to let that one pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for asking about that. It's uh, the, the impressions are uh just a small kind of part, but they, you know, they, you make an immediate, I didn't really realize this when I first started doing it. I hadn't been doing comedy for, you know, 20 years or anything like that. I started much later in life, but when you do an impression or a parody, you're kind of, you're kind of, you're, you're making that immediate emotional connection because everybody knows that persona, you know? So if you can get in that wheelhouse and then, and then do your own writing from that person's voice, um, it, you know, the internet, tends to like it i guess the internet likes some dumb stuff though there's like a video out there of a a, uh, rubber chicken honking the words to africa by toto that has like 100 million views so i'm rambling i just let people go that's been the thing on this podcast is uh as i've been uh fortunate enough to have uh every guest so far has been you know they could just go it's not one of those interviews where i uh have to sit and like pull out of them which is a good thing when you're interviewing like you know it's been uh you know comedians mostly than one weatherman who who loves to talk i mean that's oh is that span yeah joel james span Span on there yeah yeah Yeah, so we're we're weather fans around here so we we're i'm in georgia i'm in southern georgia so we kind of we know you know some connections over now but yeah yeah sure man yeah Yeah. so it's 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 great when you could just throw a question out and just let them go that's that's kind of ideal you know i was just letting you talk i'm not gonna interrupt i'm not gonna be rude that i appreciate that that's Uh, kind uh one thing One thing, uh, one of of my favorite videos, and there's just one little thing that I wish was there. Uh, It's just a clip. It's a montage of clips of you doing um, this uh, George W. impression uh, where you say a determined enema, and uh, you're waiting to see, you do it in in W's voice there, and it's like different crowds. You're just waiting how long it takes for them to get that joke. There's a delayed uh, reaction in some of them. Uh, and it looks like a different setting. Some of them you're in churches. Some of them it looks like you're in comedy clubs. Some of them I can't tell if it's one of those non-denominational fancy churches with the fog machines or it's a comedy <laughs> club. It's the blonde right. is the line is blurred. The only thing I wish is that that clip had the name of the denominations at least, so we could see if if there's if if one denomination is a little bit slower to catch on than the other one. Which that you know what that is, and that's why that video doesn't have that many views. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my that favorite would have it that would have made it that would have made it what what's that andy stanley book good to great that would have made it great right oh. there uh that's you know you know i think the difference more than anything is the region of the country like when you're in the midwest there's like this delay it's like they got a process that they're talking to like a real redneck who mm-hmm. you know has two generators and just replaced the carburetor on one and trimmed some goat hooves yesterday like they know like they've got to process all that. They, right. they feel it coming out of you. It doesn't matter what you're saying. It, there's like a weird cadence. I remember yeah. I, there was one in Nebraska. I, I want to say I was in Omaha. And they laughed really hard, but it, it took them like two seconds to get it. <laughs> in Nebraska. Yes. It was like we had to get over the Mason-Dixon line, but that's not even where the line is. I don't know what the... I don't, I don't, I don't I, know who Nebraska belongs to. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't either. It was a very strange... I mean, they had a good time. Uh, but it was a there was a delay it was like it was like I was doing it was like they were on the space station and I was on earth 
I mean, when you knew like, all right, I'm about to perform at like a Baptist church versus a Pentecostal church versus, uh, I don't know, Presbyterians, do they, I don't know, do they do comedy? They don't um, move. They kind of yeah. just sit there. Yeah. They're... So <laughs> would you notice sometimes that uh, the comedy is like better received at different denominations? You know what? It was, again, it was all over the board. It was all over the board. Uh, one joke that I would tell to try to get everybody upset with me right off that, you know, get people to coalesce around a common cause of disliking me. Right. Uh, was uh, Baptists never have outdoor baby dedications because if it rains, all the babies become Presbyterian. So that was my big, that's my big divide the room joke. I like to just drop stuff like that in there. People get offended by that. Well, yeah, I had some people get offended by that. It's funny what people hold. I mean, I just think that's a funny joke. I mean, but I, you know, that's one of those that you're going to get 80% that love it. Churches are weird though. Nobody goes up to like the comedy club booker and says, I didn't like that. Well, I guess they do sometimes. It's just, it. they have a relationship with their pastor. They're going to see him next weekend. Right. Comedy club booker, they're not going to see next weekend. So they, if, if somebody had a complaint about a joke, they're going to go tell, you know, they're going to see him. I can't believe you brought that guy in here to make fun of the president. I'm like, have you seen Alec Baldwin's Trump? Imp- like, have you seen what they do on Saturday Night Live? I'm not, I'm focusing on the things about him that everybody should find funny. Right. You know, uh, but that's fine. You know, it's, just, it's, it, it comes with the territory, dude. You just get, you know, but no, there's denominations are, it, it, it's, you give me, I, 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 I should, I should put some subtitles. I should show where I should go back and re-release that video back to the Bush thing <laughs> and show like, Hey, this is Jerry Farber's side door in Atlanta. <laughs> this is first Methodist Ridge Crest Fest church in omaha or whatever so yeah. i'll do that i'll do I that i mean i was just yeah I, the the denominational stuff is is it's funny to me and I, I probably find more of it funny than i probably should but it, part of it i think is because uh yeah baptist and grew up baptist but went to uh a private pentecostal school i mean it was technically non-denominational there but like 90 percent of the kids were pentecostal so there's okay. a big difference in and and our church experiences so every time the teacher said, uh, are there any questions? Everybody raised their hand. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> I went to a, I went to a Baptist Christian school, sixth through 12th grade. Okay. But so and- a public school K through five. Uh, and my big joke about that is that I got to do on the circle network, which was, I did a set on there, which is the Opry's new, um, network. That was a super, super cool opportunity. Uh, Thank you, Lucy and the Circle Network for booking me on that. But my big joke about that is, um, uh, I, you know, I went to, I was in public school K through five, but I got beaten up a lot. And this is absolutely true. And so my mom took me out of public school. She put me in private Christian school and I learned a lot in Christian school. I learned that it hurts just as bad to get punched by a Christian. Um, <laughs> and dude, that is so true. Like friends of mine from high school were like, so one of them commented and was like, yeah, I remember when Richard punched you out by the slide. I was like, yeah, seventh grade. Yeah, that happened. Uh, so you went to, you did the Pentecostal. That's interesting. You see, I, was, I wasn't anything. I didn't go to church growing up. My mom just put me in that school. Right. Like, I was raised by a single mom and she was trying to give me some better opportunities. So she put me in a private school and that was the one we could afford. So uh, 
but you're you went to how did you like you didn't have a baptist school nowhere around here i mean i guess yeah there are some in birmingham but where i live you know i'm i'm 30 45 minutes away from you know from birmingham so uh this was this was the the big private school in the area and it's cheap it's one of the cheapest private schools in the state of alabama um especially at this size but it's it's a it's supposed to be a non-denominational school but it's attached to a church of god so um you know there was most of those kids went to that church but there were some of us there there were there were a few you know baptists that were that were there and i went there my from kindergarten all the way through like ended up graduating from there and then then went to a baptist college and then went to an, another baptist college for a master's degree neither of which you- i use anymore it's just <laughs> paying for the the frame and the the diploma now yes I bet you're. Tell me about these charismatic pep rallies. I want to hear about that. I don't know. <laughs> no, pep, pep rallies were wild. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of Holy Spirit flowing through the pep rallies. Um, that that's uh, yeah, it, it's weird. I don't even want to like get into the jokes and stuff because it seemed like at the time they were funny to me. But there was one. There was one time uh, me and a buddy decided we would attend that church, uh, the Church of God, on a on a, like a Sunday night or something. Just to just to witness it, just to see what was going on, and um, and then I don't know. This is me being dorky. Thought this would be funny to write a review of the church service the next day, um, and then distribute it around the school, uh, like from a Baptist perspective. <laughs> um, notes on the ser- the sermon that the the preacher delivered, uh, which was about um, uh, how he believed that the computer um, was sinful. Uh, because on the desktop there are icons and the bible talks about icons um being uh, being sinful so i went into that there was also there was a a little there was you know there probably tame service for them but for me it was probably just a little bit wilder than i'm used to a little bit of uh, a little bit of holy ghost shouting and and running around a little bit so i you know made some jokes about that that were probably inappropriate please tell me you made a blue screen of death joke that was <laughs> i clicked that icon and boom blue screen of death that, that was... uh you could, you could do a whole bit on the the oh man uh rural christians and their computers because uh, there's a whole other thing i just remembered about my cousin that worked at walmart and somebody returned their computer one time to walmart because they said the devil was in it and they were they were like i don't sir this is a brand new computer i don't know what you're talking about and he said i turned it on and a setup wizard showed up and i don't believe in that witchcraft <laughs> and he was dead serious uh, uh, so set up was stopped immediately when he saw set up wizard but anyway but the the church um uh the youth pastor of that church came to the school to like sit me down and like try to talk to me about the way they do things it's like i you know what you do you that's fine you're not trying to convert me to that i'm i'm gonna go back to the baptist church you don't have to worry about me again i promise i won't show up that's amazing dude so is that document still? Somebody still has that. Somebody's I, got it hanging up in their office. It was probably, somebody's got. They probably burned it. I, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> that was that was a long time ago. It's been destroyed. I'm sure. Oh, that's awesome. They burned it. Put me on the prayer list, and that's it. That was the end of that. Oh man, you got prayed for in the pep rally. Jeez, <laughs> dude, man. The, no doubt, we had we opened and closed our prayer rallies for prayer. So that's spot on. Um, <laughs> uh but it was uh yeah it, it was interesting lots of lots of lots of interesting moments through the years there uh but shifting gears real quick yes. before we get into hoot and holler and I, I need to know more I, I couldn't decide what was more interesting the 
And I guess I'd like for you to compare what's what's more difficult to handle on a daily basis. You have six children? Six children, yes. And you also have a bunch of goats. We have about 20 goats, yes. Wow, 20 wow. goats. I did not know the number of goats. So and a cow. Uh, and Anakin. one cow, uh, a dog, eight cats, um, and a rabbit. That's a full-on farm right there. It is. It is. It's... Um, we're it's it started off with uh, milking goats it was something my wife wanted to do uh and uh the joke i used to tell in my act but it's not a hundred percent true was that my wife people asked why do you have all these children and i would say well my wife and i signed up for this class called natural family planning um and it did not work <laughs> um which we did take that class, but we, we, we've never, we intentionally had all of our kids on purpose because we really love children. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, we got goats because I was tricked by my wife into getting just a few of them, but apparently they signed up for the same class we did <laughs> and they're killing it right now. No, they, she, <laughs> she started off to, with the milking the goats. She wanted to do that. And then I was out of town she was milking a goat. I'm, this is altering. I like, I don't even have a joke about this because it makes me sound so bad. I was out of town with work. This is before I was doing comedy out of town with work. It's mother's day. She is pregnant. She is milking a goat in the rain because we had not gotten the shelter built over the milking area. Another goat busts in to get that goat's feed, knocks the milk pan over. Somehow my wife ended up in a mud puddle. And that ended us milking goats. That's how we got out of milking goats. She, I, I called her and said, how's it going? She said, well, we're done milking goats. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh so I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I should probably like take that story and, and craft it into something for the stage, but it's, you know, I just, it's like, Hey, I think I'd lose the audience on that one. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you sound like such a jerk. It was just <laughs> like, why weren't you there? I'm like, well, I was working and I was out of the state. I'd flown somewhere on a plane, right. and, but it does, it doesn't matter. I should have finished the shelter. It's not I didn't why, finish. It's, it's the goat's fault. It's not my fault. Uh, That's there's right. No reason for the blame to be on you. Yeah. No, it might work at a men's conference. You, you got <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place I could even talk about that story or your podcast. That's one of the two. That's it. Um, uh, yeah. That's uh, so. I mean, your life just seems like it's. I mean, perfect for a reality TV show. I think. Are you working from home now? I do. I work in the tech industry for you know a, a tech company doing software stuff is what i do during the day yeah and we and then we we basically have turned into a rescue but we're rescuing our own goats i don't know it's really <laughs> weird i don't know what we're doing we just i've lost so much money on goats and comedy it's not even funny like it, it, it don't let, don't ever let anybody tell you unless they're really famous if they come on they're making like unless they got a gig like with a like they got signed with something that they're right. coming, like they're, they're like you got to really 
you you won't be broke, but to, to like to provide for six kids, you got to be crushing it with the stand up comedy. I mean, you got to be deal, doing like Bridgestone Arena or something, like the Love Boat. I don't know. Anyway, so I've got, you got to have another gig. I'm thankful that my gig is not that I got something that pays a little better than like delivering pizza. You know, I'm really yeah. grateful for that. Super, yeah. especially this past year, dude. Oh my gosh, super grateful. You're not going to hear me complaining. Uh, super grateful to have multiple streams of income, but. uh Anyway, I'm making this sad. Uh, I grew up in a duplex. My dad left when I was four. Anyway, you want me to take the energy out of the room? I'm here to do that. Uh, I mean, we can just turn this into a full-on therapist session. Uh, uh, Where was I about to go with that? I don't know. Well, you can stop crying. I can see you crying on Zoom. Nobody else can. Tell me how that makes you feel, I guess. (laughs) I feel like an ostrich. So the ghosts don't bring in any money? They just... they did for a while. We would raise them and sell them. Like we would, you know, we had a, because uh, that, that requires like a male goat and then some female goats. So a Billy and a nanny or a buck and a doe, depending on how sophisticated you are with your goat terminology. Mm-hmm. I'm not like old. I'm not at all. This is all new to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, we would, they would breed and have babies and then we would sell them babies to grow and we would sell them. Have you ever been to a, a small uh, ruminant livestock auction? I have. I have. I have not. No. Let me make that mistake for you and tell you about it. It was like stepping back in time. I mean, people came out of in Pearson, Georgia. People came up out of the ground with these things to sell. I mean, creatures I didn't even know existed. I'm there with some goats. It was very odd. It was an odd experience. So you know, you can only lose money at goats for so long before you have to make some changes. Right, I'll take your word. I'm not going to get in the goat game anytime soon. It's just fascinating to me. The uh, twenty goats. It's just. I mean, but goats seem. I keep seeing things pop up where it's like stay at this hotel and then have wine with the goats. That what what is? What are they giving? Are they? They have to be giving the goat wine for that to work. I got like our goats are rough. They have huge horns and hooves. You're gonna get hoof and horn wounds if you come here and have wine around my goats. That's true. One of to take seems, your... the one that attacked your wife. Do y'all still have that goat? Oh no, she's gone. That was Darlene. <laughs> she's out of here. She had to go. <laughs> Darlene's gone. Yeah, we sold her so fast. Darlene. <laughs> hoof and horn wounds. This goat yoga nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That's another I mean, thing. I, uh, I I you can't they are these are i don't know what they're doing to these goats to get them it has to be like when they're little baby like if you came out here and tried to yoga with our goats you would you would leave on a stretcher it would be like a a major football injury i would leave on a stretcher if i did yoga of any type it didn't matter if goats were involved i'm probably gonna get hurt he's not gonna make it (laughs) uh yeah i didn't it just seems I went. I went to. Uh, I was in Memphis, and there was a, a bar I went to that had goats in the bar. They were like pinned up, kind of like they weren't roaming around where people were, but they you could see them while you're while you're hanging out. And, and how many drinks did you have before um, you began to see the goats? That's uh, the it's question. not the first bar we went to, but it. it uh, <laughs> but I. They were. It was. I forget the goats were in the name of the bar. Or something they would get a climb up on the. They had the things for them to climb. I don't know. It was it it was weird. It, goats seem to be. Uh, I don't know. It's trendy. It is trendy. I I don't know. I haven't figured out how to monetize. I do have a buddy who's a mail carrier down here who got into these like rare breed goats twenty years ago, 
and he is actually making money. People come from all over the country to buy, get into his goat Ponzi scheme. I'm not going to say his name, but I joke him all the time. I'm like, dude, you were doing multi-level marketing. You were selling these goats <laughs> to people who think they're going to make money with goats. And then nobody makes money with goats. This is like, stop the steal of my right. goat money. You know, this is, <laughs> it is ridiculous what he's pulling off here. And they, like they, people come from like Kentucky down here to, to get a goat. Yeah. To get a goat and pay thousands for the thing. Thousands. What does the special breed of goat do well, for you? What makes it so special? Well, I, other people think it's special, and then you breed them, and then you can get people into the Ponzi scheme. It's the same thing. It's Amway, dude. It's Nereo, or whatever that thing was that went out of business. It is multi-level marketing. and I, <laughs> It only works because there's people who think they're going to be chipping Joanna, and they, they, they don't realize they're going to end up with hoof and horn wounds, and, and they're going to lose money. So my wife was like, the other day, she's like, hey, I've got to go out and take a goat temperature. I'm like, we're like the deleted scenes from Chip and Joanna. Because <laughs> you're not taking a goat temperature with some infrared thing. I can tell you how you're doing that. Right. It's, it has to enter the goat. You you know, it's just not, I'm sorry. Is this a family? This, this is like, no one family. listens to this podcast. It's not. Uh, this is like uh, this is like you know that's why no families I, I think the this is like i think it's kind of like you know netflix will just play the next episode sometimes i think this podcast is getting plays for people <laughs> listening to other podcasts and then it just plays this next so nobody's in the room while this is playing this it is just perfect goes. this feels just like when i'm talking to my family nobody knows i'm it's, it's dogs left at home while people go places like this, yes this just plays in the background it's white dogs noise. injured dogs that like just came back from the vet they can't leave the room right yeah. yeah, they like just had surgery. They're like, oh, I get out. That's I saw the yes. analytics, and that was that was number one was injured dogs. Two was goldfish. <laughs> um, oh, goat enthusiasts. <laughs> I think this is gonna. This is my ticket. This is how it's really gonna explode right here. This, I'm uh, here to. Well, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be big. You're gonna you gotta take that ostrich head out of the sand, Matt. And uh, you, you're going to find that it's going to be quite impressive, actually. It's going to be probably unbelievable. I need to bring you back. Uh, we'll, we'll give some time, and then we'll bring you back. And I'm just going to say that the entire interview was with Donald Trump. And uh, we can do I'll, it. I'll, I'll put it out I'll, there. Uh, we don't do video, so who's going who's gonna to catch me in that lie? Nobody will know. The injured dogs? They won't know the difference. That's, they won't care. No, nope. <laughs> not, those not poor, at all. Li- those poor liberal dogs. <laughs> uh, my dogs are anarchists. They're just straight they? up. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you got those, those Oregon dogs. You, you, you ship them in from Portland. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they definitely believe in taking things that do not belong to them. Um, and they sometimes just want to destroy. So they're they're the worst. They um, are the worst. What kind of dogs are these? They're beagles. They have oh, two beagles. Wow. They're well, and they're getting old too. They're old. One's one's old and fat. Uh, but when your food comes in the room, not their food, my food, it's like game on. Suddenly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a puppy again, and I can, you know, climb furniture like a goat. I guess could. I feel like when I'm old, this is how my kids are going to talk about me. <laughs> okay oh, dad's as soon as food comes in though dad just you yeah know, bring it right <laughs> back up climbing furniture just perked right Matching back up, up. That's, yeah started yammering about cc's pizza going bankrupt we don't know what's wrong with dad but he's happy 
Oh, I saw that. The CC is going bankrupt. Um, and that's sad. Which, uh, yeah, that's um, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when's the last time you went to CC's Pizza? College. It was college. It was. Yeah. It was. It was the cheapest possible thing. I remember. I remember. There was a guy named CJ that went with us one time, and he ate thirty-seven pieces of pizza. It, Matt, you, that, you don't that look seems impressed. Possible. Yeah, that's, I wish uh, you like you got guys, listen, listeners. You, yeah, Matt is not impressed. He's like thirty-seven. That's <laughs> rookie. No, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's weak right there. That's uh, <laughs> especially the size that CC's cuts their pizzas are pretty thin. Fair. That's I know right. we did a uh, because um, I do this show called Bless Your Rank where we rank different. Uh, I try different foods and stuff, and uh, then rank them. And we just did a pizza episode, and CC's was on there, and they did not fare well. Uh, and I think the news that they went bankrupt was about it's like the same day or the next that we shot that episode. So, um, kind of feel bad for them because uh, I trashed them pretty bad. But in the same way, they kind of they kind of deserve it. It's just not good. It's not good at all. But when you're when you're broke and you're hungry. Yeah, I mean it's it's Ruth Chris. It's yeah, it was it was a step up from Taco Bell for it's me. The, oh, oh, for sure. It's all you can yeah. eat. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. It was it's college food. I ate it just religiously. You know, it's it kept me alive. And I think that you you see it. I mean, if you're hungry, you're like, this is you know, this is an oasis. I have to go here and eat. But you kind of like you know, as you get full, it kind of it's like sobering up. You look around, you're in the CCs, and now you're full, and you look around, you're just like, what have I done? What have I put you in brought, my body? You've brought shame upon your family is what you, you've done. There is uh, a there is a, an empty seat at Mellow Mushroom that you should have taken. Uh, I don't know if you do you have do you like Mellow Mushroom pizza? I, I do, I do. There's yeah. there's there's a few around here. It's a Georgia thing though, isn't it? Did it is start it started in Atlanta by some uh I guess boomer age Georgia tech grads. Yeah. It's good pizza. Uh, it's it's fancy pizza though. It's not you know, it's not something you, you order on a on a you know Friday night just hanging out that's like a, i'm gonna go out to eat and i'm getting some mellow mushroom this is this is a this is yeah. gonna be an expensive it's, pizza it's a celebration it's like you just closed on a new triple wide and you're you want to go out and celebrate that's yeah that's that's the kind of celebration i like it's uh uh yeah i'm not all about that pizza all the time special occasion pizza because i don't feel like pizza should ever be that expensive you know there's if i don't have a coupon i'm not buying the pizza you have some strong at, opinions about this, and I'm in, I'm here for it. Probably because I've just ranted for four hours while we were filming, so it's all fresh. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and you, you get done rolling, and I'm and I'm going home, and I'm thinking, oh, I didn't talk about this or that. I just completely wasted that joke. So I'm, hey. you know, what? you're gonna get them all the pizza jokes. I'm just gonna unload them now, um, just so I can get them off my brain. Let's uh, let's let's jump into um the the name of the show here, um, the hooting and the hollering. You know, yeah. hooting, hooting, something that you're excited about right now, and then hollering. We'll we'll finish with that. Uh, we'll finish on a bad note. Uh, hollering something that you're uh, upset about, but but hooting, uh, Ed. What what are you hooting about right now? Man, I tell you, I am hooting about this GameStop stuff. Are you making Please a lot tell of money me, right am now? I the first? No, I'm not making a dime. I'm <laughs> just happy. I'm happy that these Reddit bros figured out how to stick it to these institutional investors who have been totally playing the markets for decades, totally yeah. manipulating them for decades. And these bros figured out how to drive up the most antiquated and useless of all stocks. And I'm, I'm here for this, man. I'm here for it. 
Oh yeah. I'm here. I'm here for any, anything like they, it's, it's like the Reddit bros figured out their own subprime mortgage derivative security. I, this is not very, this is, this is, this almost sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but they figured out their own subprime lending scheme right. where the only person who, who forecloses is a hedge fund manager. And that is brilliant. Yeah. Like that you have like Ted Cruz and AOC agreeing with each other on Twitter is wild. This is, this is bringing America together. And we need that more than any, I, I, this needs to stay in the news every day. Like pick another stock. Let's, let's revive Sears. Let's get Sears back up. What is, what are they even doing? Are they even a thing anymore? It's like a one washing machine and Opelika or something. <laughs> The last series I went in was extremely sad. I, I think they're all gone, but that's a good point because I don't know why GameStop was the one you want to revive. There are better businesses out there, I think, that are on the brink that that we should we should try to we should try to focus on to bring back up. You know, uh, yeah, I would I, I would say maybe CC's. Uh, CC. <laughs> that's a good. We're talking about it. I mean, think about CC's for a second. The buffets are hurting right now, and you know what? I don't want CC's right now, but there will be a time in my life where I'll probably want CC's again. This is all, I'm bringing it back to pizza. You didn't That's want right. it. Here it is. More pizza talk. When it's, when you go out for lunch at the assisted living home, you might <laughs> want it. It might be something you desire. That there is a, there's, you could graph it. I think your demand for buffets, especially pizza, it, 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 you, you think it peaks, you know, when you're in your college years, you know, you get, you know, into your late twenties, thirties, forties, you're kind of, you know, you realize, buffets can be a little gross but then you get older and you just don't care anymore buffets you're back into the buffet life oh people That's love right. some ryan steakhouse give me that second covid golden shot. corral I'm, I'm lining up at the golden <laughs> corral that's right <laughs> this uh this topic though uh is dangerous to bring up because i have been uh i am down let me tell you what i'm down right now are you are you doing it are you are you in the GameStop? uh i am i am not i am down 32 percent on uh my position with uh i got in on the blackberry stock like an like an idiot um so i'm I'm rooting for him uh you know i don't exactly know what we're doing but it just seems like you know little guys taking on the big wall street guys and it seems seems like it's for a good cause maybe i'm not a lot there's not a lot of money in there but it was what you're saying is you're not the pr guy is that for this effort is that no Uh, no. here's the thing it is uh it is friday (laughs) um and this i first became aware of all this on tuesday morning and i would say that maybe by tonight i will have a good grasp of exactly what short selling is because i have read like a dozen articles and i am still not sure how any of it works or how any of what they were doing the big wall street guys was even legal to begin with Uh, it doesn't make you were it betting. does seem like a scheme. It seems like totally a scheme. Like they figured out a way to make money, whether the stock is going up or down. You know, exactly. Shorting yeah. or longing. Because I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. The way it works is, they say, "Hey, we think this is going down, mm-hmm. so we're going to sell it today at a hundred. And th- but then we have to buy it back in some number of days or weeks. Mm-hmm. And let's say it goes down to fifty. Mm-hmm. So they buy it back at 50. Well, now they've still got ownership in the company, in the stock or whatever it was, but they've made 50 bucks. Correct. So that's a total scheme. Like how in the world? I don't know. 
is that but, legal? But not only that, they would do that, and then they would go out there publicly and on you know TV, blogs, whatever. They would say the company that they're doing this to, hey, this company is going to fail. Uh, uh-huh. It is, uh, it's a mess. You know, don't, don't. I would not invest in it. I'm betting it fails. So then they're just basically shoring up, like public, like perception yeah. of the stock that it's going to fail. So people, you know, pull out and or they just never invest in it. So that guarantees that their short contract is going to yeah, make them money. Pretty much. See, this is this is why we need to band together. I think that we need to band together. I don't know how to do that. It's not really working that well on social media. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we seem to be doing quite the opposite uh, at a rapid pace over the last few years. Um, but yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing... Uh, is crazy trying to understand it i thought maybe i could make some money i've just lost 30 dollars so far you know <laughs> that's gained like, very little knowledge and i've lost 30 dollars uh and, and cc's so, is bankrupt it's a disaster you know that's that's a that's a trip for two uh and a child to cc's probably that i've just thrown away um you have that 30 dollars so I have well. This was supposed to be hooting, but now this is—I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, this is—it's sad. I keep bringing this back to uh, these counseling moments. <laughs> Tell me about the duplex you grew up in, Matt. I think this is an interesting strategy. Is that um, this is the podcast that makes you feel better about yourself? Not that we give you like <laughs> give you these words of encouragement and inspiration. It's that you just listen to how bad other people have it, and then you'll like you know look at yourself in comparison, and be like, ah, it's not that bad, you know? My gosh, at least I haven't lost all that money on goats. Right? Yeah. <laughs> goats never knocked me into a mud puddle or anything. No, my husband's no. out of town. Abandoned. No, I, I, I didn't have to rub gas out of a bloated goat on my anniversary. Whoa. I didn't have to do that. That's a true story too. That is an absolute true story. Yes. <laughs> That was Darlene. That was also Darlene. She she was so out of here. Wow. Was, I'm yeah. surprised you somebody actually paid for Darlene, or did you just did you give her away? No, somebody paid for. Her. Do they? Is there like a? Is it like a car? Like do do you kind of give them a rundown of all the problems with this goat, or it's just like you get what you see? You know? No, we just uh, we we kind of they had a kind of a stop the steal vibe to them. We figured they'd just do whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a. Uh, that was mean. The hollering, which, uh, I mean, we kind of touched on a second there. And I know a little bit ahead of time, you were telling me you got a good hollering. Uh, and I can't uh, wait to hear. I got the, suspended from Twitter, man. The whole story on this one. Uh, which, you, that's a feat that I have never even pulled off. That's- well, let me tell you, my uh, for the low, low price of <laughs> enduring this podcast, I will tell you how to get it done. Yeah. A buddy of mine, I just posted corded earbuds are better, which you want to get people fired up, have an opinion about earbuds, which is a good benign thing to get fired up. That's really what gets you suspended? No, that's not it. (laughs) Hang on. Uh, A buddy of mine, a Twitter buddy of mine, nobody I've met in person, uh, replied and said, he's a a musician. He's Mm -hmm. a, a Christian musician in Nashville, super talented guy. And he said, you know, I, for listening to music, I do prefer corded because it's better. Da, da, da. And he's like given like audiophile, like really smart, you know, stuff. But, you know, for convenience, I'll use the Bluetooth. But then he says, I do have some concerns about shoving all of that, all those radio frequencies into my ears for hours every day. Um, and I replied, well, at least 5G will give us the vaccine. 
Cut to two hours later, you have been suspended for violation of the Twitter rules. For the so, for 5G will give us the vaccine. 5G will give us the vaccine. I have been telling jokes about Bill Gates giving us the vaccine through Windows updates. It's hacky. I know it is, but some derivation of that. Right. It's always the same thing. It's 5G, Bill Gates, you get the vaccine. Uh, you know, something, the new Windows update, you get a vaccine. Found my old Zoom device in the closet. Oh, <laughs> turned it on, got the vaccine, yeah. whatever. There's some, <laughs> I, that wasn't one I did. That was probably better than the ones I did at the time <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> but I've been making these jokes for months and months right. and months and months. And that was the one, a reply. It wasn't even a, a direct tweet. It was a reply that said 5G and vaccine. Boom. I appealed it and said, guys, I know you're dealing with some stuff <laughs> right now on Twitter. I know this is an unprecedented time for you guys, but I'm a comedian and I've, I, this was totally benign and it was obviously a joke. And I mean, seconds later, I got a reply saying, nope, denied. We're not changing our mind. Yeah. So that's it, man. I mean, I, I, I don't want, you know, I'm kind of hollering about it, but at the same time, I understand what they're up against. You know, we're, we're only 16 years into this social media experience, experiment of letting hundreds of millions of people potentially share for free mm-hmm. their ideas with hundreds of millions of other people. And it's going great. The experiment it's, it's, has never been better. It is crushing. Year after year, we get better at it. <laughs> I mean, no, nobody cares if you got banned from your like high school MSN group, you know, for pushing your MLM scheme. Yeah. You know, no, you're like your high school reunion group or whatever. Your yacht, the old Yahoo groups or whatever. Nobody cares. If there's a number. There's an audience size. What is it? Is it like, is it a thousand? Is it ten thousand? Thirty thousand? Three million? 300 million once the audience once the potential audience size re- reaches a certain point everybody cares if you get banned right so anyway i'm just mad because i have goat jokes that the world needs to hear well now you're back now so i mean the band <laughs> how long was the band it was it was 12, 12. excruciating hours and i wrote a list of <laughs> 12 things I learned. This was part Jack gave me an assignment. He said, you need to come back on and list 12 things that you've learned from your suspension, Mr. Ed. And I list listed 12 things. And wouldn't you know it, the goats ate every one of them. Mm. So it's funnier in my head, (laughs) funnier in my head. That's my hollering dude. That's my holler. I, if you want, if you want more goat jokes, you can go to, um, Ed Wiley on Twitter, Ed Wiley Comedy on Instagram, or Ed Wiley Comedy on Facebook, which is the only place I've had things go legit viral. And I have a bit that I did on a uh, national television thing on Deep Cable, the Circle TV network, um, about a goat in pajamas. And oh, so I've, please, please I've go check that. out that bit. That's a real bit. I haven't heard that. Yet. Real bit. Yeah, it's been on TV. Uh, the guy, our hay guy, the guy we buy hay from for our goats, saw it on TV and brought me some extra pallets. So comedy pays off, kids, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, wow. The perks it, yeah. of being yes. famous. Yes. Free uh, being deep cable TV famous <laughs> for goat jokes that your hay guy sees. You get a few free pallets, so you lose less money on your goats. I'm here for you. 